Friends in Christ, have you ever been on a pilgrimage? Perhaps you've had that opportunity before to go on a pilgrimage to visit the holy places, to draw closer to the Lord in that time on pilgrimage. Perhaps you're planning one even now to go to some place to grow in your relationship with the Lord. The great teachers of the church, the fathers and doctors of the church, teach us that the Christian life itself is a pilgrimage on our way home to eternal life with God. They call it the status viatoris, the state of being on the way. One of the great teachers, St. Augustine, in an Easter homily, says, you are walking now by faith, still on pilgrimage, in a mortal body, away from the Lord. In other words, to be on pilgrimage is challenging. It's demanding. It's difficult. It's not an easy path. You are walking now by faith, still on pilgrimage, in a mortal body, away from the Lord. But he to whom your steps are directed is himself the sure and certain way for you, Jesus Christ, who for our sake became man. And so at the same time, while life on pilgrimage towards eternity with God is demanding, it's challenging, it's difficult, our steps are directed by God, who became man for us. Our Lord comes to us in our pilgrimage. He strengthens us on the journey. And I mention that for the Feast of Corpus Christi, this great solemnity that the Church gives to us today, because our readings are directed towards this status viatoris, the first reading from the book of Deuteronomy and the Gospel of St. John, Direct us on this pilgrimage that we take with God, who strengthens us on the journey. And so Moses, speaking to the people of Israel in that first reading, says, Remember how for 40 years now the Lord your God has directed all of your journeying in the desert. Remember. Don't forget. The Lord journeyed with you. He goes on to say he gave you water from the rock. It's a great symbol of Christ. He gave you water from the rock to drink from when you were thirsty. He gave you manna from heaven. This bread that came down from heaven. Day after day after day, they they ate the bread of angels, the scriptures say. They ate the bread that came down from heaven, from God. And it's Jesus Christ in the gospel this weekend, in the great bread of life discourse in chapter 6 of St. John's gospel. He says, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. I myself am the bread of life. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. And so Christ gives us his flesh, his body, and his blood are offered on the altar of the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, to open up the way for eternal life with God. 
but to make sure we would never forget. Remember, says Moses in the, the book of Deuteronomy, to make sure we would never forget that God journeys with us on our way home to that eternal life. Jesus, on the night before he dies, gathers with his disciples and takes bread and wine and says to them, this is my body. Take it and receive it. This is the chalice of my blood. Drink from it. Become united with me. Be strengthened for the journey that you will undergo. This is the blessed sacrament of the Eucharist that Christ has instituted for the church. This is his flesh for the life of the world. He says in the gospel this weekend, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. That we're called to believe that this is the body and blood of Christ and to receive and eat and consume and be united with the body and the blood of our Lord. Yet sadly, 2019, there was a survey among Catholics that was done and two-thirds of the Catholics that were surveyed did not believe in the real presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. In other words, they didn't believe that the bread and the wine that are offered at the Mass become the body and the blood of Christ. They think it's still bread and wine, that it's just a symbol for our Lord. How sad, how tragic that Christ reveals himself in his body and blood and gives it to us as food for the journey. And so few people actually believe it. They could be transformed. They could be renewed. If only they believed and journeyed with Christ. You know, one of the great gifts to the church in her Eucharistic life in this past century was St. John Paul the Great. St. John Paul the Great offered 14 encyclical letters Great teachings down through the 25 years of his pontificate. And the last encyclical he wrote was called the Ecclesia de Eucharistia. How the church is born from the Eucharist and finds her life in the Eucharist. It's his parting gift to the church in his teaching. He called for a year of the Eucharist. A year for the church to celebrate the centrality of that mystery of the body and blood of Christ. And he died before that year was over. The Eucharist is his parting gift to the church in this great teaching that we have. One of the most profound experiences I've ever had in the mystery of the Eucharist happened in the city of Rome in the year 2004. I was a deacon being prepared to be ordained to the priesthood. And I had the opportunity to serve as a deacon at St. Peter's Basilica for St. John Paul II. It was during the Chrism Mass in the Sacred Triduum. And so they had us come to a rehearsal the day before. They taught us what we were supposed to do. They said, you'll walk around the side of the altar towards the front. When you reach the front of the altar, there will be chalices and saboria, so chalices that will have the blood of Christ, saboria, 
the golden container that contains the body of Christ. And two by two, the deacons will take a chalice and a ciborium and process down the middle of the aisle and bring the blessed sacrament, the body and blood of our Lord, to the bishops and the cardinals that would be concelebrating with St. John Paul the Great. And so we prepared to do that. Three or four times we rehearsed that. And so the day of the Mass, I did exactly what I was prepared to do. I, I processed around the side of the altar. When I reached the front of the altar and was about to take hold of the chalice, looking across the altar, staring at me, was St. John Paul the Great looking right into my eyes, and I froze. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was amazed that there were thousands and thousands of people in this basilica, in this beautiful, solemn moment, and he was looking directly at me. And I reflected on that moment after the Mass and realized, as beautiful and awesome as that moment was, between St. John Paul II and me was the body and blood of Christ. God himself was there. Do we reflect on that amazement that the Eucharist draws us into when we stand before the Blessed Sacrament, when the priest says the body of Christ? Are we that amazed that God has come to us? May we Find once again this Eucharistic amazement. I would suggest there are three things that the church calls us to do on this solemnity of Corpus Christi that can help us enter more deeply into that Eucharistic amazement. First and foremost, believe. Believe in what God has revealed. That he's come to us. This is my body. This is the chalice of my blood. Believe that God comes to you in the blessed sacrament of the Eucharist. Secondly, receive. Receive the body and blood of Christ in the blessed sacrament. Take him into your soul. Be transformed when you receive worthily this awesome blessed sacrament, the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our God. And finally, not only to believe, not only to receive, but to adore. Do we take time to adore our Lord in the blessed sacrament of the Eucharist? There are many places where he is waiting for you and for me. There are many moments where he waits alone in the church for you and I to go and adore him. There are places that have Eucharistic adoration we can adore him exposed in the blessed sacrament. Do we take time to be alone with him in the blessed sacrament to adore him? Because my brothers and sisters in Christ, we are on a pilgrimage on our way home to God. We haven't reached our destination yet. And as St. Augustine reminds us, you are walking now by faith still on pilgrimage in a mortal body, away from the Lord. But he to whom your steps are directed is himself the sure and certain way for you, Jesus Christ, who for our sake became man.